Get ready to hear the truth about America. A new show that isn't allergic to the facts. The Bold Conservative. Now, here's your host, James Ledbetter. Good morning to all my bold conservatives out there. What a wonderful day we had yesterday as we watched the train wreck of the impeachment inquiry going into day three. Hold on to your mega hats. This is the Bold Conservative Show. So the train wreck that the Democrats call an impeachment hearing failed miserably and far and fell far from the expectations that they expected by coming up with a knockout blow to the president to add to their shadow coup. Well, it's not a shadow anymore. They're blatantly doing it and admitting to it now. So as you may recall, four witnesses testified before lawmakers on Capitol Hill and each failed to provide incriminating evidence of high crimes and or misdemeanors by the president. The same as the other two hearings that we witnessed. So get this. The day began with Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman and Jennifer Williams, a vice president advisor of Europe and Russia. Both morning witnesses had listening had listened to the now infamous July 25th phone call between President Donald Trump and Ukraine's president. So unlike the other witnesses, these two actually had first-hand knowledge and both come out from the call with different perspectives of what was said. Don't forget that we all have the transcripts. We've all read them. We know what was said. So basically, uh, Williams characterized the call as unusual and inappropriate. And Veneman testified that the phone call was itself clear evidence of wrongdoing worthy of presidential removal. But yet he failed to mention what was wrong. And everything that he said was a lie. If you have read the transcripts, you know what was said. But see, like I said before, these two witnesses had different perspectives of the call. While Jennifer Williams said that it wasn't worthy of impeachment, anything that the president said, Vindeman claimed that there was. But we've read the, tr the transcripts. There's no misunderstandings here. I mean, how can you listen to the same phone call everybody else listened to and come up with a completely different analysis than everybody else that's heard or read the transcripts and heard? So here's the thing. Neither witness, however, offered new substantial facts in the case against the president, providing any kind of quid pro quo of any sort, as usual. They merely offered their feelings 
of concern that they heard on July in that phone call. An unredacted transcript of which has now been declassified and released to the public. And it was released after the, uh, during the second impeachment hearing. And President Trump hit him with that bombshell. But the Democrats refuse to read the official transcript. They keep calling it fake. They're going to keep calling it fake. They're going to keep suggesting that Trump edited the calls, the call to say what he wanted it to say or took something out. Come on, folks. I mean, this is ridiculous. So for one, Vindman exaggerated his resume in his opening statement claiming to have been the principal advisor to the national security advisor and the president on Ukraine and the other countries in his portfolio. When pressed on the assertion later in his testimony, Vindman was forced to admit that he had never ever spoken with or advised the president on anything. He's never even talked to the president. So, you know, he he basically wanted to sound like a big bad man, and he was just a, uh, a little man, is basically what we found out. So if he's going to lie about that, of course he's going to lie about what he supposedly heard in the phone call. Come on, man. These people are insane, man. The Democrats have lost their mind. Their Trump derangement syndrome is, is full force. And this is what Mike Turner of Ohio asked him. So you've never spoken to the president and told him advice on Ukraine. And Vindman said that is correct. So if he's never advised the president on Ukraine, have never spoken to the president on Ukraine, then how can he be the chief advisor of the president and the chief advisor and the national security advisor if he's never talked to probably either one? I'm willing to bet he's never talked to the national security advisor either. So Vindman answering the question, that is correct, confirming that he's never talked to these people. Vindman also essentially admitted to leaking information to the uh, anonymous whistleblower at the heart of the impeachment probe, providing further evidence of Vindman uh, as a deep state operative seeking to undermine the president's policy agenda. So here you have it. And how do we know that? <clears throat> because he admitted to it. When he was asked who all he told after the call, who, who all did he talk to after the call, he was perfectly willing to name all the people but one. And when pressed on that one, 
he he went into this dramatic thing where he said, "Oh, I don't want to out the whistleblower. Please don't make me out the whistleblower." And that uh, forced Adam Schiff to chime in and uh, pr provide his protection of the deep state operatives, as he always does. He's not a representative of America, folks. He's a representative of the deep state. It's that simple. Adam Schiff, Vindeman, and all of the other Democrats, they are defending the deep state because the deep state's trying to take Trump out. You know this as well as I do. So not only that, so when uh, Devin Nunes asked Vindeman who he spoke with about the July phone call between Trump and the Ukraine president, Vindeman mentioned, as stated before, Deputy Assistant Security of State George Kent and another unnamed individual within the intelligence community that Vindman was cut off from naming by House Intelligence Committee Adam Schiff. Once again, you have Adam Schiff standing in the way of evidence that would vindicate Trump, that would, you know, clear his name. I mean, his name's already been cleared to the majority of America. America's so tired of this stuff, folks. They're so sick of the Democrats going after Trump when they could be doing other things. And there's this lie going around that the Democrat Congress has passed so many laws, has signed so many bills. No, they haven't. They've all been stuck on one thing, stuck inside President Trump, uh, in, into the Trump derangement syndrome. Trump is living rent-free inside these people's heads. And I find it amusing. So this is what Schiff said after uh, Vindeman went on his little dramatic cry about the uh, naming the other person. We need to protect the whistleblower. Please stop. I want to make sure that there is no effort to out the whistleblower throughout these proceedings, Schiff injected. So in the afternoon, that being said, in the afternoon, members of the House Intelligence Committee heard from former State Department Special Envoy to Ukraine, Kirk Volker and former National Security Council staffer Tim Morrison. Now keep in mind, Tim Morrison was Vindeman's boss. Vindeman should have went to Tim Morrison with his concerns about the call, but he didn't. He skipped over his boss and went to, the uh, from what I gather, the whistleblower. Went straight to the whistleblower. So both witnesses offered testimony Tuesday that cut right through the crews upon which the entire uh, Democrat case of impeachment is built. They just tore it completely down, which alleged, and, and the Democrats are alleging that Trump withheld military aid to Ukraine in exchange for an investigation on Biden's family, which never happened. 
So Volker and Morrison were each asked point blank by Nunez whether either had been involved in any kind of bribery or extortion, both of whom answered with an authoritative no and repeated their assertion that they had not seen anything resembling a quid pro quo multiple times throughout their testimony. And and this just goes to show that there was no quid pro quo. We are when we read the testimony, when we read the transcripts, we don't see any. Because there was none. There never was. So here's the thing. This is what Volker declared. I was never involved in anything that I would consider to be bribery at all or extortion. To make matters worse for Democrats, Morrison appeared before the committee, further un undermined Vindemann's earlier testimony, highlighting Vindemann's poor judgment and insubordination on the NSC by circumventing Morrison on key policy matters. You remember that's what I told you, Vindemann Vindeman's boss is Morrison, so he should have went to Morrison and was, and that's protocol. So he went against protocol and went and talked to this so-called whistleblower. And now the whistleblower is being protected by the Democrats. Of course they are. So more, uh, let's see. So uh, Morrison's testify or testimony on Vindeman corroborates Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson's characterization of Vindeman earlier this week as a never Trump or bureaucrat who never accepted the results of the 2016 election. And there you have it. I mean, it was a complete fail from beginning to end. And so far, the Democrats haven't come up with anything that even remotely resembles a quid pro quo. See, they've dropped the word quid pro quo and they've started going with this bribery thing. Changing the name of a fake crime does not make the crime real. It's all still make-believe. You, you 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 can't keep changing the name of a crime that was never committed and expect people to accept it as fact because there was no fact. Of course, you have, you know, the Twitter mob. They all believe that now they don't say quid pro quo. They all mimic the Democrats and say bribery. It's crazy. So that's my... That's my view on what I witnessed last night. I thank you all for listening. Tune in tomorrow as we have a great and wonderful show in store for all the bold conservatives. Have a great day. But first, I want to mention one of our sponsors, the original Patriot Survival Company. My Patriot Supply was founded by people with a passion for self-sufficiency and food independence. My Patriot Supply not only understands the drive to practice emergency preparedness, they are active participants in the survivalist lifestyle. They believe that freedom, true freedom, 
comes from attaining a certain level of self-reliance. My Patriot Supply prepares you for any type of emergency. I ordered several of their kits just to try them out. The food tastes great and the cooking vessels are great A top-of-the-line accessories. They sell everything from supplies of food, cookware, and battery packs and charging systems. You never know when tragedy will strike. So being prepared when it does is priority number one. Their food packs are great tasting and have a 25 year shelf life. Most of their packs will last a family three months or more. So don't hesitate to make one of the most important decisions of your life. Prepare now. Order your survival kits from My Patriot Supply now. The link will be in the description below. To all my bold conservatives. 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 